Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm here to teach you how to find joy, even in the hardest times, and to live the happiest, most fulfilled life you possibly can, while also having a positive impact on the world around you. Treat this podcast as your one-stop shop for all things personal development, health, business, and social justice. Without further delay, let's get unscripted. Hi guys. So tonight we are talking about the ways that we choose suffering over the opportunity to choose joy. So I think that word choose is something that really throws people for a loop because we get caught up in the fact that there are so many circumstances in our lives that are outside of our control. The things that cause us stress, the things that cause us discomfort, the hard things are usually things that are external factors. And therefore that word of choice is something that can become confusing. So I want to unpack this a little bit because I believe wholeheartedly that it is in fact a choice And that in every situation and everything that you're going through, you have an opportunity to choose to remain in the state of suffering or an opportunity to choose to not to. (laughs) So I'm going to give some examples. Um, We hear all the time that you are the only person who is responsible for your happiness. Nobody else can make you happy. And nobody else can make you unhappy without your permission. I think this is something that's kind of common knowledge. And I love these catchy phrases, but I find that sometimes they're not super helpful if there isn't context involved. If you don't understand, okay, well, what does that mean? Yes, I understand this on an intellectual level, right? But how does that show up in my life? Because I really feel like, This person makes me unhappy. (laughs) So we're going to talk a little bit about why that is. And for me, I think that it's been super super helpful to dive into specific teachings about this. Brene Brown does excellent work with this. Um, Tony Robbins does excellent work with this. That has really helped set me up for my foundation to be able to take that to a whole nother level in my life. And what this really boils down to is what upsets us in life, what causes negative emotions in our life is not the words or the actions of other people. It is the meaning we assign to those words and actions. It's the assumptions we make about the intentions of others that cause our suffering. Here's a great example. I use this one all the time. So if you're someone who works with me regularly or has done coaching with me, um, just tune out for a second because you've heard this before. But I love this example because I think it hits home. So you are driving on the highway and someone cuts you off. And you have an opportunity to respond in with compassion or understanding, or you have an opportunity to get really pissed off. 
So it's really easy to say that that person that cut you off in traffic is inconsiderate, they're reckless, um, and all of these negative things, right, that will get you worked up and essentially ruin your day. However, if that same person who cuts you off in traffic is someone who you know is having a dire emergency, their son just got rushed to the hospital and they're trying desperately to get to their son, the reaction that you have is completely different. Not only are you not pissed off about the fact that they cut you off in traffic, but you respond almost helpfully. Like you would hold up traffic to allow them to get to their destination that that much faster. And the action is the exact same in both scenarios. And the reality is, is when we are interacting with people in our day-to-day lives, as much as we like to think that we're mind readers or, you know, I think we've convinced ourselves that we're really good about reading other people, our reading in between the lines and assessing what's really going on with them or what they really intended by what they said or did, but we're not. It's just not a fact that that's true. And regardless, if you don't know the truth for sure, why not choose the story that makes you feel the best about the situation? You getting pissed off at the stranger for cutting you off in traffic doesn't affect their life. It does nothing to them, but it will ruin your day, right? So you get yourself all worked up over this person for what purpose? What good is that causing you? So if you don't know for sure, why not just choose the path of, you know what? Maybe they did have an emergency. Maybe they had to get someplace and where they had to go was way more important than where I have to go right now. And you'll never know which case is true. You may be completely wrong. You may be giving grace to someone who doesn't deserve it. But if you don't know, what the fuck is the difference? So that's my thought on that is, again, the action of cutting someone off in traffic is not really what sparks your anger that ruins your day, causes your stress. It is merely the intention that we assign to it. And if you go through your day, next time someone pisses you off, next time you get triggered by something, honestly ask yourself, why am I upset? Am I upset because this person said X, Y, Z to me? Or am I upset because I took that as, you know, they didn't value me or whatever meaning I assigned to whatever it is they actually said? And be really conscious of that because You don't know what's in someone's head unless you ask them and give them an opportunity to clarify. And if you're in a position to where you can't ask them, it's a stranger or someone that you don't readily have access to, then choose the truth that best supports you and best enhances your life. For the people who are actively in our lives, I strongly suggest giving people opportunities to prove us wrong. When you're pissed off at someone, when they do something to you that upsets you, identify that story that you're creating in your head and then give them an opportunity to disprove that story. The worst thing that can happen in that situation is the terrible thing that you made up in your mind gets proven true, which at that point, at least you know for sure 
Maybe that you need to reevaluate that relationship and assess whether that person is going to be the right fit for the quality of life that you want to have. But I'm telling you nine times out of 10, the shit that you assume is not accurate. You we're such complex human beings, right? Our behaviors are shaped by years and years and years of experiences and perspectives and influences of everybody in our lives. And it's impossible, no matter how well you know someone, to be able to understand a lifetime's worth of those experiences that have led to shaping who they are. It's impossible to understand every little thing that could possibly be triggering them. You aren't living their life with them 24-7, so you don't know what else happened to them that day that could lead to them reacting in a way Um, that you're taking personally or interpreting as something about you, you just don't know. So leading with curiosity and giving them that opportunity to potentially say something that makes you feel so much better will drastically improve your quality of life because you don't get stuck in a state of suffering for no fucking reason. Like (laughs) you only get one life to live and hard shit's gonna come up. There's gonna be times where things happen that you have to deal with and that is a reality of existence but don't create more hard shit don't prolong the negative state and the negative emotions and the suffering longer than it has to be you know like yes hard things can happen to you but you get to choose how that's going to impact your life long term and you get to decide how you're going to view it and you know, whether you're going to approach it with gratitude or find a way to reframe it so that you can see the positives in the situation or whether you're just misinterpreting the thing that you think is bad and you need fucking clarification. So I'm going to go into a brief Brene Brown story. I'm going to try to keep it brief because I think in her book, it's actually really long. Um, she was at a point in her life where she just bit off way more than she could chew. She took on too many projects at work and she was drowning and she was not excelling as a boss, an entrepreneur, as a wife or as a parent. She was just underwater. Okay. So one evening she's at her dining room table working. She hears her husband come home from work and he walks into the kitchen. She hears him open up the fridge and his response immediately is, we don't even have any damn lunch meat in this house. And he shuts the door. And she starts fuming, right? She's sitting there at the table and she's like, what the fuck? Getting all upset about this situation, like thinking it's about her. And it's like, I'm busting my ass. I'm doing everything I possibly can. I know I suck right now, but could you give me some damn support? (laughs) So she goes into the kitchen and she's like in full passive aggressive mode at this point and fuming. And she's like, you know... There is this thing called a grocery store, and if you give them your credit card, they'll give you some damn lunch meat. And he's like, what the, what are you talking about? And is legit confused on why she's so aggressive. And she's just like, you know, the story I'm making up is that I'm failing as an entrepreneur, as a wife, as a mom. I know I suck, and I don't need you pointing that shit out to me all the time. And they had to kind of take a step back because 
He has no idea what's going on in her head. He's super confused. She thought she had the whole situation figured out and knew exactly what he was trying to do when he made that comment. And he's like, hold on, let's unpack this. What's going on? Why are you saying this? And she's like, well, you made the comment about the lunch meat. And I know that dinner's not ready. And you came home and you were hungry. And I suck. And he's like, I made the comment about the lunch meat because I had a crazy day at work. I had a patient that showed up late. I was trying to accommodate everybody. I worked through my lunch. And the whole time I was thinking, I'm going to go home and I'm going to make a ham sandwich. (laughs) And then after everything that happened today, and I'm starving and stressed, I get home looking forward to the sandwich and realize, damn, we don't even have any lunch meat. Had nothing to do with her. It comes out later in the conversation that he actually is the person who does the grocery shopping in the family, ironically. But it's one of those things that stood out to me because my ass was listening to her tell this story. And she talks about like telling this to a live audience too. And I'm like nodding my head like, yeah, you better go say some shit to him. Like, how dare he? come home and make he can go to the grocery store like I'm nodding my head along like the asshole when clearly that wasn't the case but if I'm honest and I'm in that situation I don't know that I respond any differently than how she did I would try to be less passive aggressive and more like direct with my communication but in my head there was no other scenario when I first heard this story other than He was being passive aggressive to her because he thinks that she's doing a bad job. And after hearing his perspective, that also made a lot of sense to me. And I also know that that wasn't a perspective that I would have been able to predict. I'm not with him in his day-to-day life. I wasn't at the office with him. I don't know what happened that led to the one comment that I overheard and made about me. So... I would have never been able to guess that. But our brains like to tell us that we're right even when we aren't. When something happens that triggers a negative emotion in us, our brains are instantly looking for um, a story. They want to know if they need to, like, if we need to be protected. Our brain is trying to assess whether or not we're in danger. So when we have that negative emotion spike, our brain wants a story. And once we give our brain a story, We get a nice little positive chemical release that makes us feel good inside and rewards us for giving our brains a story, whether that story is accurate or not. So if you are someone who frequently thinks that you understand the deep motives and the intentions of others, if you're someone who feels like you are in a place that you can make honest judgments about other people's actions and determine how to feel about that. A lot of that is just your brain playing tricks on you. And I promise you, if you take the time to truly get curious, to approach those conversations um, from a place of trying to understand, to identify what is actually true that you know to be fact, and what is a story that you've created in your head about the facts that you know to be true, you have to be able to separate those two things and approach the conversation with, Okay, here's what happened. Here's what I'm telling myself about what happened. Can you please fill in the blanks here? 
Or can you please tell me more about why you reacted this way or what was going on in the moment when you said this or did this? Um, Can you tell me more? Tell me more. There's your phrase right there. Just say, tell me more. When in doubt, just say, tell me more. Someone's upset. They do something that upsets you. Just ask for them to tell you more and give them an opportunity to prove you wrong. Now, there are, like I said, there's going to be times when this isn't possible, and then you really just have to make the conscious decision yourself to choose the joy, to decide I'm never going to know what's true or not true, so I'm going to make the most generous assumption that I can that's going to make me feel the best about this situation, and then I am going to move on with my life feeling good, feeling positive, protecting my energy so that um, I'm not unnecessarily suffering over something that's completely outside of my control. So those are my thoughts on that. I love talking about this topic. I think that you can't discuss it enough. And even when you're putting it into practice, it's something that takes a lot of time to get used to, a lot of time. Reframing is not easy. Um, catching yourself in the moment when you're having a negative emotional reaction is not easy, but really just trust the process and be patient with yourself. Even if it's three hours later or three days later, and you're reflecting back on a situation that you reacted, reacted negatively to, and you're like, man, like, did I make that worse than it needed to be? Was I making assumptions? Was I choosing suffering? Do I really know that this person is a piece of shit? Um, No matter when you catch it, the self-awareness is so important. And the idea is, is that you continue to strengthen that muscle and hopefully you get that period that it takes to really get out of that negative emotion and logically assess what it is that's triggering you just decreases over time. And Listen, I'd like to say that it's possible to reach a state where you're always able to do this in the moment and you never have any suffering about anything, but I don't know, that hasn't been my truth, that hasn't been my experience, so I can't share that to be a fact, but I will say that it does get easier. You will make gradual changes over it and you will find that you are a happier person and that your quality of life is drastically enhanced by the fact that you just choose for it to be. You just choose for it to be. You can never control someone's actions. You can never control how someone is going to perceive you or react to you, but you can always control your response to it. And that wraps up today's chat. Thank you for letting me get unscripted with you. If you want to support the show, make sure to subscribe, share with friends, and give the show a five-star rating. If you're looking to get unscripted more than just once per week, be sure to connect with me on Instagram for exclusive content at Nick, N-I-K underscore unscripted.